When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Though podcast. We got college football, NFL, and Major League Baseball. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Though podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Hey, good looking. What you got cooking? Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Visit RighteousFelon.com, use promo code BELLYUP, you're going to get 15% off your purchase. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. We're well into football season here, so a lot going on. Yeah, we got plenty of things to talk about. Talking about the games that happened this past weekend, going over uh, your atrocious picks, and uh, and then looking forward to week number two and what is ahead. We also got college football to talk about. But first, Major League Baseball. We continue to wind down the Major League Baseball season, heading into the playoffs. And uh, quite the battle going on in the wild card races right now in both the NL and uh, the American League as well. Let's start with the National League, where you've got the Braves, Dodgers, and Brewers all but locked in uh, to these uh, number one spots. The Braves are, the Dodgers are close to it, but um, uh, and the Brewers, in my opinion, are are pretty well set as well. Uh, but in the wild card race right now, you've got the Phillies who are in a good good situation. Then you got the Cubs and the Diamondbacks as the last two spots in with the Reds and Giants a game out and the Marlins a game and a half out in this race. Now, several weeks ago on the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show, I said the wild card teams would be the Phillies, Cubs, and Diamondbacks. That's how it currently sits. Uh, what do you think the chances are of the Reds, Giants, or Marlins taking one of those spots? Well, I, I I think it's possible because, again, it's just a matter of somebody going on a skid. Um, but the Diamondbacks have stayed ahead right now, and the Cubs, um, you know, have played pretty well. To okay. me, the Phillies have stumbled just a little bit in the last week, but they're still doing fine, and they're a very good team. Um, I was about ready to give up on my Giants, and then they won today, and they've won the series. So, like I said, they're not very far out. So it would just take, um, you know, it takes somebody to sweep a series and somebody else to lose a series. And all of a sudden we've got, you know, two or three different teams in it. So um, I I think it'll come down to the end. Um, We've got what, how much we got, what, two weeks or a little more than that left? Yeah, to the end of the month. Okay. All right. So, um, So we'll see. It'd be good for baseball for it to kind of stay in the hunt. Um, that way, and it looks like it will, at least for one of the, the wild card spots, and maybe all three. Yeah, to me, the Diamondbacks and the Cubs, uh, 
and the Phillies all have the best pitching rotation of the group. Um, the Marlins have some guys who could be really good, uh, but have really struggled this year as a whole. The Giants guys, I mean, they just haven't been what they need to be. And the Reds, we've said it all along. If anybody would listen, I've been trying to tell you, the Reds just do not have the pitching staff to make a playoff run. Now, yes, they're only a game out. Could they still make it? I guess they could. Uh, that being said, I, I feel like the three that are currently in, Philadelphia, Chicago, and Arizona are the three that will make it based off of the pitching staff that they have. And granted, the Cubs can score runs. The Diamondbacks can score runs. The Phillies, of course, can score runs too. Um, right now, uh, the Giants have the, the best run differential of the Diamondbacks, Reds, Giants, and Marlins, but it's still negative. Uh, so, so those four teams all have negative run differentials right now. They're going to have to find the offense and uh, find some consistency as well. But I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how that one ends out for sure. In the American League, you've got Baltimore, Houston, and Minnesota as your division leaders right now. Baltimore, as of this current broadcast, is two and a half games up on Tampa. The Twins have it all but locked up in the Central. They're seven and a half up on Cleveland. But the Astros are only a game up on the Rangers and Mariners. But the Rangers dealt a huge negative blow again today. Max Scherzer done for the season. Um, and man, let's face it. The Rangers are on a four game win streak, but they went through a spout there where it looked like they were all but gone. Now they lose another pitcher. I'm not sure the Rangers can hold on right now, but let's start with the division race and the AOS Houston's a game up on the Rangers and Mariners just well, a week or two ago. The Mariners were on top and before that the Rangers were on top. So how do you think that division is going to shake out? Well, I, I think it's going to continue to shuffle around, and I think that one would definitely will go down at least to the last week, uh, if not longer there. It's like you said, it looked like Seattle was kind of going to be in charge, and then they then they went on a little bit of a slump. But yet, you know, they're a very good team, very talented. The Rangers have been good all year, and, you know, we know Houston has been there and um, knows how to do it, but um, it looks like that's – that's just going to continue to be a dogfight up at least till the last week and maybe up through the end of the week. Yeah, Houston was my pick to go to the uh, World Series out of the AL. So I'm going to stick with them as the division winners as well. I think the Mariners will make it in over the Rangers. All three of these teams, though, have over 100-plus run differential, which is just wild to think. So they've been able to put up the runs. But again, once you get to this point of the year, you're really looking at pitching staffs overall. And uh, the Rangers are just so depleted. I'm not sure they can maintain. Uh, but again, four-game win streak uh, as of this broadcast. So they're hanging in there. Um, let's see here. The Rays, two and a half back from Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore's been able to steadily be on top of this division now for quite some time. Are the Rays going to catch them? Or is Baltimore going to finish the season on top in the AL East? I think Baltimore will finish the season on top because, um, you know, they could have slipped a few weeks ago. But like I said, once they've got in that top spot, they've stayed pretty secure there. And uh, the Rays, of course, very good team, but they've, um, you know, they've they've had little skids here and there. So I think, um, but they're both all playing well right now. But I think the Orioles will, uh, will hold on. The Rays have been hit so hard. They had the injury issues with the coach or with the pitching staff. And then they got the Wander Franco legal issues where he's not playing either. Um, I mean, you just, I, I can't believe the Rays would be able to overcome that. But the one thing the Rays have done consistently is overachieved. 
over the last decade. So we'll see if they'll continue to do so. In the wild card race in the American League, uh, there's three teams vying for two spots. The Rangers, the Mariners, and the Blue Jays currently. The Blue Jays are half a game out from the Rangers and Mariners. And of course, whoever wins the AL West, the other two teams uh, will be vying for uh, wild card spots. Uh, the Blue Jays are so talented as far as on paper goes, but they haven't really performed like they should. They're 80 and 65, uh, but at the end of the day, we expected them to be better than what they are. Uh, Rangers, Mariners, Blue Jays, only two get in. Who are the two you're going with? Um, I'll go with Mariners and Blue Jays. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think the Rangers... I, the Rangers, there's no reason why the Rangers should make it at this point because of where their, their their roster is. That being said, they've been on top all season in the AL West until recently. You hate to see them drop off uh, right before the playoffs start. So, uh, But I want good playoffs, and I think having Vlad Guerrero uh, and the Blue Jays in the playoffs, I'm more excited about that than anybody on the Rangers uh, roster at the very least goes. So we'll keep you updated on what's going on. Uh, in these wild card races and uh, where everything ends up over the next couple weeks in Major League Baseball. All right, let's take a shift, Dad, and let's head over to the NFL. And let's start with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, four plays into his New York Jets career, his Achilles pops, and he's done for the year. He did say he's not his, he's not going to retire, which I figured if he wanted to play another three years, he wouldn't retire because of this. Uh, but uh, the Aaron Rodgers that we've grown to know, I think he's done. I don't think he'll ever be back to what he was or even necessarily close to what he was. Uh, what are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and his future? Well, I think it'll be hard for him, you know, like I said, to um, – this will be a tough recovery at his age. Um, but right now, of course, you know, um, the talk is that he will come back, and which, which is what I would expect um, to hear right now. And um, we'll just see how it goes. I think it depends on the procedure, uh, depends on how well, you know, he does, um, you know, does recover and how quick. And um, we'll see where that goes. And a lot of it may have to do with how well the Jets do um you know, here during the year and everything too. So it's it really a, a tough situation for them, a tough situation for him. Um, you know, a lot of people were excited to see him play um, this year. You know, a lot of the Packer fans wanted to see him play and not do well. Uh, a lot of other fans wanted to see him do well, but the general consensus was people were expecting to see um, Aaron Rodgers. And I think the big blow kind of for the NFL, because this is something they were really working on there. And I don't think anybody, I, I think we knew um, people that were knew about the Packers knew there was injury. Could he be injury issues? But I know one expected him. I don't think to have an injury that would put him out for the year. And especially in the first series of the game. So, um, you know, there'll be a lot that goes on, a lot of discussion with this. You know, this is bringing up the discussion about turf and all those things again. But again, it's always been there. And, and you know, maybe this will maybe this will make a difference, but we will see. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm sorry for Aaron Rodgers as far as having this severe of injury. And, um, you know, hope he can recover, you know, from there. 
Yeah, I mean, someone said it on Twitter. I'm sure they said it other places. This is the only situation that was a lose, lose, lose situation. Aaron Rodgers loses, the Jets lose, and the Packers lose because they don't get the first round pick now. Um, so n- nobody is happy. I don't. I mean, no one should be happy in this situation at the very least. And yeah, it's. Uh, I expect them to have a good year. Uh, honestly, this year I thought they'd be in contention um, as a wild card team and those kinds of things. And, uh, man, you hate to see it go down this way. But let's talk about the Jets. Uh, what do you think the Jets' outcome is now for the rest of the season? They seem like they're going to roll with Zach Wilson. Um, I'm not sure they could say anything else at this point. But um, I, don't, I don't know. What's the outlook? Do you do you feel Jacksonville sitting at right now? Well, I, I think the Jets are, you know, it, it's going to take a week or two for them. To, it's in a lot of ways for everything to sink in. Um, I mean, I don't think they're going to be a successful team this year with Zach Wilson. Um, if, if they thought that, you know, um, I don't know if they would have made the deal, you know, for Aaron Rodgers. Um, but you know, it's going to be a tough situation for the Jets, no doubt about it, because um, I'm sure the offense now has to change. A lot of things have to change. Everything was built around Aaron Rodgers. And Zach Wilson's not going to be the same guy and play the same way. Um, it'd be interesting to see. <laughs> I've kind of wondered this week, you know, do you have Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard looking at each other going, you know, this isn't this isn't what we signed up for. Um, but, you know, we, we will see from there. Um, you know, we like to coach, and he's got a tough situation here. But um, we'll just see, you know. We'll see how it progresses. I mean, they can try to rally around a little bit, but um, they've got some glaring problems, um, and it showed, you know, on Monday night. The offensive line is a problem. Everybody knew that. That doesn't help a young quarterback either. Well, uh, Zach Wilson's better built for it than Aaron Rodgers is, honestly. He's a little bit more mobile. Um, But think about what the Jets did this offseason. They brought in Lazard. They brought in Cobb. But they also brought in Nathaniel Hackett, who I promise you they would not have brought in if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had a chance to help Nathaniel Hackett rebuild his image in the NFL, and now he's hoping Zach Wilson does that for him? Oh, boy, I don't think that's going to work out well at all. Uh, The win total was 9.5 going into the year. I think we both went over on that one, expecting them to at least get the 10 wins. I think we would both comfortably say we don't hold fast to that any longer. Um, I I don't think the Jets are a playoff team. Um, and I don't think there's a quarterback they can bring in that would change my mind. Uh, could they go out and trade for like a Tyler Heineke? Eh, maybe, but I, at this point, you got your first round pick. You're okay with losing because there's a guy called Caleb Williams sitting out there, uh, May sitting out there. There's quarterbacks in this draft that if you don't succeed this year, you're going to say, all right, it's no problem. We'll move on to the next quarterback. Uh, even though Aaron Rodgers, again, if he plans to come back, That'll be a that'll be a fun dramatic scene. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is playing in Minnesota next year uh, after Kirk Cousins leaves, but we'll see see how all that one shakes out uh, as well. Uh, let's see here. Let's start with the Thursday night game last week. The 2024 Super Bowl champion Detroit Lions take down the Chiefs. Uh, all of Detroit fans have woken up. They have all of a sudden uh, are fans again. Uh, the Lions win by one. Uh, let's start with the Lions aspect of this game. I, we respect the coach. We we respect the culture shift that's happened with Detroit. I am not sold 
that the Detroit Lions are even a playoff team, let alone Super Bowl contenders this year. I mean, I've heard Jared Goff MVP already thrown out there. Um, it's one game, and we're going to say that a lot this week. It's one game. I know I'm a Packer fan, but, Dad, I'm not I'm not on the Lions bandwagon. I don't get it. Uh, they they congratulated them for winning, uh, but I'm not sold on the Lions yet. Um, no, I, I, I'm not either. Um, again, I mean, that was a, that was a good win for them. Um, there, no doubt about that. Again, the Chiefs didn't have Travis Kelsey. Um, but of course that happens, you know, so you still have to play. Um, we'll see how it goes for the next three or four games with the Lions there. I'm, you know, you know, Lions fans haven't had a lot to cheer about lately, so it's kind of good for them. Um, to be excited, but, um, I, you know, I, I, the season's far from over, I think, as far as the Lions, and I don't think they have, you know, at this point, I'd agree. I don't think they've proved that they're a Super Bowl contender, and they may struggle to make the playoffs, so um, we'll see. Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills all lost in week number one. Three of the uh, top quarterbacks in the league, maybe the th- three top quarterbacks in the league, Going down in week number one, um, time to panic on either any of those teams or it'll all balance out? I think it'll all balance out. You know, Burrow, of course, had been injured and obviously didn't, you know, look like, you know, it looked like he hadn't practiced in a while. Um, You know, it looked like Josh Allen was going to be great. And then all of a sudden, you know, had all the interceptions and everything. But I mean, they're not going to stay that way. And again, I think Kansas City just has to get healthy. They've got their defensive um, pass rusher back now, too. And so I think everyone will snap back um, in a few weeks. I don't believe any of those teams are gone. I agree. Uh, your favorite teams, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Dallas Cowboys, both won this week. Uh, let's start with the Raiders. They beat the Broncos. And I think the Broncos are going to have a bounce back year this year. But Raiders pull out week number one. Is the Jimmy Garoppolo-led Raiders a threat in the West? Uh, I don't think so. Again, I you know I picked the Raiders over the Broncos in that one, but um, I no, I I don't think the Raiders are going to be a real power again unless you have the Chiefs. But again, you know the Chargers had a tough start. Um, the Chiefs lost, so we will see. But no, I, I don't think the Raiders are going to be a power there. So. Mike McCarthy takes over the play calling in Dallas, and they win 40 to nothing over the Giants. Uh, a division game on the road, complete and utter dominance by the Dallas defense, mainly, uh, but the special teams and the offense played a role in it as well. Do you put any respect on the Dallas Cowboys, uh, or do you think they're going to lose the rest of their games this season? Uh, no, I, I don't think they'll lose the rest of the games this season. Um, and that was a very impressive win and a very impressive start, no doubt about it. Um, I think Dallas is going to be, I mean, looking at that and knowing where we're at in the NFC, I think Dallas is going to be right in the mix all year um, with that. And But, you know, again, are they going to, you know, are they going to go 17-0? and 0? I don't think so. But um, I think they're, you know, they, they obviously showed they've got a lot of talent and a good team. And to me, that was a real surprise to go on the road and win like that. The Los Angeles football Rams, Dad, they showed up for game one. 30-13 to 13 win over Seattle. 
Tutu Atwell from Louisville and Puka Nakua, who I've never heard of until this week, went off for 119 receiving yards. Are these Rams something to worry about? Uh, what? What? I did not see that one coming. No, I didn't see that coming either. I don't, again, I you know it's first game, so I don't think there's. I don't know that there's there anything to worry about. Again, I I kind of felt the Seahawks were going to pick up where they left off last year, and maybe that's not the case. So, um, you know, again, we're going to have to give these things a couple of weeks to shake out. But again, the Rams have to be very pleased with that start. Yeah, Geno Smith was my bust at quarterback for uh, fantasy quarterbacks this year, and uh, that's looking good so far. Uh, but 119 yards from two different receivers. Tutu Atwell really didn't contribute last year at all. Um, and like I said, Puka Nakua from BYU, 10 catches on 15 targets for 119 yards. Nobody saw that one coming. Uh, last one I've got for last week is a uh, shout-out to Baker Mayfield. Uh, he he wins with the Buccaneers over the Vikings, who we knew the Vikings took a step the wrong direction this offseason. This is a game the Vikings should have won at home, yet uh, Tampa comes in, uh, Baker throws two touchdowns. Uh, the run game really did nothing, uh, but the defense was solid. Mike Evans, six catches, 66 yards and a touchdown. Chris Godwin, five catches, 51 yards. Um, I think the Buccaneers are a dangerous team in the South, not necessarily the NFC, but in the South. And uh, I'm on the Baker train. Very few people are on this train with me, but I'm on the Baker train this year in Tampa. Well, Tampa, again, that was a good win for them. And again, I, you know, I hope Baker Mayfield does well. Um, and I think you're right. They could be an issue in the South just because of the team's uh, that are there. So they're off to a good start, no doubt about it. And um, I was happy to see that for Baker Mayfield too. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, three interceptions. Uh, Anthony Richardson almost led his team to a win over the Jaguars. Kenny Pickett got beat up against San Francisco. Uh, the commanders pulled out a comeback win. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Chargers uh, and actually uh, a close game and the Chargers this was a coaching mistake again and again and again, and they could not get it done what needed to get done. They lose to the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a good team, don't get me wrong, but the Chargers were in a position to win that game and could not pull it out. Um, so we got a lot to see. Any any quick topics that you want to talk about from week one before we move on to, to week two? No, well, being here in Ohio, I, of course, watched the, the Cincinnati-Cleveland game, and we had talked about, I think Cleveland will be better, and I think that was a really good start for them. Their defense is really, really good, and I think Deshaun Watson, I think they've got him in a system here um, that's going to be that's going to be good. So I think the Browns could be very – this could be a good year for Browns fans. We'll know a lot this week when they play Pittsburgh. You know, Burrow was out with the injury. Uh, the offensive line did not look good. The question is, is, was Cincinnati bad or was Cleveland good or a little bit of both or neither, whatever it may be. We're going to learn more about Cleveland. I, I don't put too much into it. Cincinnati starts slow, um, and so we'll see. I put out a poll on Twitter this week, Dad. Who will be the first NFL coach to get fired this season? Uh, I listed three names, Brandon Staley from the Chargers, Zach Taylor from the Bengals, Matt Eberflus from the Bears, or an option for other. The most commented on other was Brian Dayball from the Giants. 
first of all, I don't think Dayball is getting fired. Uh, and I don't think Zach Taylor from the Bengals is getting fired either. Although if they started off like 0-5, 0-6 maybe, but I don't see that happening. Um, I got Brandon Staley, and so does the pollsters. Uh, 43% said Brandon Staley from the Chargers, first coach to get fired this year. Matt Eberflus was second place with 30%. Who do you think is going to be the first coach fired this year? Oh, I think it'll be Eberflus. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And um, I, I, I don't think he'll last through the year. So, Well, we will see. I, I think he will. I think they're going to be a little bit more patient with him. Uh, and uh, they, I think they understand they don't have the pieces in place for him to be. <laughs> but that being said, Mayor Ryan Poles fires him to cover up his horrible job as a GM. Uh, all right, let's get into week number two, and we're going to start off with our pick six games. Let me pull these up real quick. Uh, last week, between me and you, Dad, uh, let's see here, the leaderboard. Um, I got four games correct. You had two games correct. Um, Belly Up Will, by the way, is tied for first place. You can join our pick six competition. Go to my Twitter page, at SportsStove. Pin to the top is the link. You can jump in there, pick six games each week. Uh, let's get into our week two picks, though. We've got two primetime games uh, this week on Monday night, excuse me. Uh, but we've got Thursday night, Sunday night, two Monday night games, and then we'll pick two other games as well. Let's start with Thursday night. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, who barely got past the Patriots, they are going to host the Minnesota Vikings who got just embarrassed last week. Philadelphia at home, seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, which way are you going here with this game? Well, a, lo a lot of the lines this week had really high numbers, so that made it kind of difficult. Teams I thought would win. Um, but, again, maybe this is just well-wishing, but I'll go with Philadelphia. Uh, they are at home. They do have some players that are out. I'm going to be out this game, but um, I'll go with Philadelphia. Seven and a half is a lot, but um, Minnesota, yeah, I, again, it won't take much for Minnesota to come apart, and um, that was a tough game losing at home last week, so we'll see if they can rebound here, but I'll go with Philadelphia, even though it's a high one. Starting running back Kenneth Gainwell, cornerback James Bradbury, safety Reed Blankenship, all ruled out for this game. Fletcher Cox, a rib, uh, Cox has a rib injury and is listed as questionable, according to Tim McManus of ESPN. I'm going to go Minnesota to cover. I think Philadelphia wins this game, but I think it's a close one. Uh, so I'm going to pick Minnesota to cover in this game at plus seven and a half. Sunday night football is the Miami Dolphins traveling to the New England Patriots. The Dolphins are the road favorite, two and a half point favorite in this game. I'm going with Miami. Until Tua gets hurt, they're going to be a really tough team. So I'll go with Miami in this game. Yes, I'll go with Miami also. Again, even though it's at New England and it's a division game, if Miami's going to be good, which I think they're going to be, then this is a game they need to win. And a two and a half, they can win on a field goal. So um, I'll go with Miami also. You want a big surprise, the biggest surprise of the week? I picked up Tua in a fantasy league. Uh, <laughs> With Aaron Rodgers going down, I needed a quarterback badly. I got C.J. Stroud on my roster. That's not going to cut it. So I picked up Tua. I'll ride him till he gets hurt. Uh, Monday night, there's two games on Monday night. Uh, first, it's the New Orleans Saints traveling to the Carolina Panthers. 
Rookie Bryce Young could not pull out the win in his first week. New Orleans had an exciting win in their first week. I'm going to go with the road of favorites in this one, and New Orleans add minus two and a half. How do you sit with New Orleans at Carolina? Um, this, yeah, this was a close one when I looked at it because I'm not sure really where New Orleans is at, but um, I will go with them. Uh, I'll have to agree with you on that. Two and a half. Um, I think New Orleans should be Carolina. I kind of got a, a funny feeling though. You know, Carolina could, you know, could rebound here or be at home. Uh, this would be an important game if they could win it, but I'll go with New Orleans. See, I agree that we don't really know who New Orleans is yet, but I think we do know who Carolina is, and that's why I'm confident with picking New Orleans in this one. I like the future for Carolina. I don't like the present. Uh, the other Monday night game is Pittsburgh hosting Cleveland. Pittsburgh is the underdog in this game at minus one and a half. They did not look good against San Francisco, which granted, very few teams do look good against San Francisco. But Cleveland's defense was all over Joe Burrow. If they can do that to Kenny Pickett, it could spell danger in Pittsburgh. Which way are you going here? Cleveland, one-and-a-half-point favorites against Pittsburgh. Yeah, this is a, a tough one because being a division game, I mean, you, you just don't ever know on this. And But it's even though it's on the road, again, I'm, I, I think Cleveland's going to be good this year. So, again, one-and-a-half, I'll go with Cleveland. Um, even though they're on the road, go with the favorite on this one. Yeah, I don't know how you can watch that Cleveland game and that Pittsburgh game last week and think Pittsburgh has any chance this week. I'm going to go Cleveland as well uh, at one and a half. Uh, I feel pretty safe with that. All right, so that's four games in our slate this week. We got to pick two more games of your own choosing. So, Dad, I'm going to let you go first. What's the first game that you picked? Um, I'll take Tampa Bay at home over Chicago. I think that's kind of an easy one there. And, um, again, they're at home and, um, I don't think this is going to help Chicago's psyche at all. So I'll, I will go with Tampa. All aboard the Baker train. Uh, I picked that game as well. I've already told you I'm on the Baker train for this year and at two and a half points at home, especially Tampa shouldn't have any problems against Chicago this week. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin currently healthy. That's a big deal. Rashad White should step up in this game and get a ton of rushing yards as well. The Tampa defense is fine. Uh, I got Tampa as well, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. All right, who's your last game of the week? Well, again, uh, looking at the games this week, I saw a lot of teams that I think will win, but uh, the, the spread was really high, so it was a little scary there. So this one's not going to – surprise anybody but green bay really did look good and again um so you know atlanta won also and it is at atlanta but um i'll go with green bay um one and a half and um again you know i'm being optimistic there but i'd love to see him get off to a two and oh start and the way the defense played um i think it's definitely possible I mean, I'm with you. Uh, I picked Green Bay also. I feel like this is an easy one. A one-and-a-half-point favorite. The disrespect Green Bay got coming into the season, having the same win total as Chicago. I mean, they were clearly better than Chicago. I mean, before the game was even played, we knew they were better than Chicago. Atlanta is a team that is a lot of uh, unquestioned or unanswered questions. They've got a solid run game. Uh, they're split in between Algiers uh, and the rookie Bijan Robinson. But I think Green Bay is going to hold up pretty well in the dome. There's no weather to deal with. I think this is an easy one to pick. 
Uh, so I went with this one too, Green Bay over Atlanta with one and a half points. Um, here's a couple other games I looked at: Indianapolis and Houston. I think Indianapolis wins this game very easily. I didn't I didn't pick this in my pick six, but I think Indianapolis is the better team. Uh, I think that uh, Houston and time will be competitive, and I don't think they're going to get blown out by any stretch of the imagination. But I liked what Indiana, what Indianapolis looked like this past week, and so I'm going to put my, uh, I'm going to go with Anthony Richardson over C.J. Stroud in the battle of the rookie quarterbacks this week. How do you feel about Indianapolis at Houston? Well, Indianapolis really surprised me last week. I didn't think, you know, I thought it was definitely going to take a while for Richardson, and I think maybe in some ways it will. Um, and but again, I think you know he looked better by far last week, like you said, than Stroud did. Um, but again, you know the Texans, I think, are in some ways, you know, they've got some good players. Also, to me, this is just a very tight one uh, to see which way it goes. But um, I, I'm, I'm for both these teams to not be as bad as people thought at the start of the year. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Uh, we're going to try to run through these pretty quickly. Detroit at, uh, excuse me, at home against Seattle. They're five and a half point favorites. Again, I just don't believe in Detroit. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. I'm going to go Seattle in this game. Do you go Seattle or Detroit? I would definitely go with Seattle as far as the five and a half is concerned. We'll see. Detroit might 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 have a good shot at them. Chargers head to Nashville to face the Titans. Man, the way the Titans looked last week, you got to think the Chargers will win this game and win it easily. But I think Derrick Henry is going to get a whole lot more touches this week. But I'll pick Chargers on the road over Tennessee. How about you? Um, yes, again, you know we're not big Tennessee Titan fans necessarily, and um, I, the Chargers should be better. I, I kind of hate they lost last week, but we'll see. They should win this week. Tough divisional battle in the AFC uh, North. Cincinnati at home over Baltimore. Uh, I, Baltimore didn't look great. They did win. But they didn't really look great doing so. They're already out J.K. Dobbins. Cincinnati definitely didn't look good. Uh, I don't know that Burrow bounces back this week. I'm going to go Baltimore over Cincy this week. How about you? I think it could be a tough game, no doubt about it. Um, Seattle or Cincinnati does not want to get off to the slow start like they did last year. Um, I, I think they will rebound and be ready to go. But, you know, I like Baltimore also. But like I said, they lost Dobbins. Uh, this should be a real close game. Buffalo, eight-and-a-half-point favorite over Vegas at Buffalo. I think Buffalo, this is prime bounce-back opportunity for them. I think Buffalo wins this one, run away with it. Uh, so I'll take Buffalo over Vegas. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I think Buffalo's, Buffalo needs to win in this, and they should be able to cover that with Vegas uh, at home. All right. Dan, I'm going to ask you to close out and come back in. Let's see if that helps. Uh, we've got the audio delay going on with you right now. So we'll have you just close out of this, uh, exit out and come back in. We'll add you back in. Uh, yeah, I agree though. I think Buffalo, listen, that was such a bad performance against the jets. And, uh, I'm really hoping that maybe they can figure things out this week and, uh, you know, take care of business, I suppose, 
against Vegas. I think there's a good chance that they will. Um, Buffalo is such a good team. We saw even in their their good things going on, uh, it was it was really good. It was the bad things that obviously were the issue. So uh, the three interceptions by Josh Allen did not see that one coming at all. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he'll uh, get it figured out. I think you will against the uh, Vegas Raiders this coming week uh, as well. The next game is Kansas City. They're on the road at Jacksonville. Jacksonville gets the win over Indianapolis, but it was not a pretty win. Uh, Indianapolis stayed right with them uh, pretty much to the end. And, uh, of course, Kansas City lost to the Lions. So you got to sit there and wonder what's going to happen in this game. Uh, Jacksonville's two and a half point dogs at home. <sighs> you know, I think I'm gonna go Jacksonville with this one at home. I think the crowd will be good down there in Duval. And I think Jacksonville can, uh, I think they're good enough to win this game. I think, I think, uh, Kansas city, they just got some things to figure out at the end of the year. I think Kansas city is probably going to be better than Jacksonville. Uh, but for this game, I'm going to go with Jacksonville at home. Over KC, we'll bring Dad back in now. Uh, Dad, Kansas City, two and a half point favorites at Jacksonville. I'm going to go with the Jags. How about you? Yes, again, I think Kansas City is going to rebound, but I think Jacksonville's really good. And um, uh, this is a game I almost picked, but um, yes, I, I'll take Jacksonville. Um, again, should be a very good game. Uh, let's see here. San Francisco heads to the Rams. Uh, San Francisco seven and a half point favorite. The Rams had such a good performance last week. Seven and a half is a big number for this one. I might, I might go with the Rams to cover, but I, I think San Francisco still gets the win. Yes, I think San Francisco gets a win, and we'll see if the Rams were kind of for real or not. But uh, I think San Francisco may handle them. Uh, New York Giants. You're talking about an ugly start to the season, losing forty to nothing, but. Good news. They get the Cardinals this week. Cardinals are at home. Giants, five-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I'll pick against Arizona all season long. So I'll go Giants in this one. How about you? Um, this game's kind of interesting. I mean, the Giants should rebound. They need to rebound. Like you said, it's hard to pick uh, the Cardinals. But the Cardinals are going to they're gonna hit a team here that's really on a down slope. So, um I, I I don't know. I almost I, I almost in a lot of ways would pick the Cardinals, but like you said, I don't think they're really wanting to win a whole lot this year. But um, uh, this might be an interesting game to watch. It definitely be ugly for the Giants if they lose this one. Well, that I agree with. I don't think there's any way they lose it though. I mean, I think this is the ultimate. We got embarrassed. Every film session is going to be pointing out things. I think they bounce back in a big way here against Arizona. Dallas, the 40 to nothing win uh, last week. Now they got a nine and a half point favorite over the measly New York Jets. Uh, the Jets with Zach Wilson. Uh, nine and a half is a big number. I'm not going to lie about that. The Jets have a good defense. The question is can they put up enough points to hang with Dallas? I think Dallas wins this game. I don't have any doubt about that. Uh, nine and a half, though. Whoosh, I'm not sure about that one. How are you feeling about Dallas and the Jets? And this game is at Dallas, is that right? Correct. Yeah, I think Dallas will cover this again. I think the Jets are gonna, um, you know, be a, a real reality check here. And Dallas did play good defense last week. 
Um, I, I think Dallas will handle them and they'll cover this. I think the hardest game to pick this week is Denver and Washington. Denver's at home, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Washington had to come from behind to beat Arizona and keep me in my survivor pool. Uh, Denver loses by a point to Vegas. I still think Denver's going to be better at the end of the day. I guess I'll go with Denver, but this, is, to me, is the hardest one to pick. Yes, it is a hard one. I'll take Washington because, again, I think Denver um, is going to get better. But, I, again, I don't think they're going to have a banner year. And, um, but, you know, I don't know where Washington is either. But I, I would pick Washington in this one. Uh, a fun week, too, ahead of us. No doubt about that one. Again, you can get your pick six in. Go to the Sports Stove Twitter page, at Sports Stove. Pinned to the top of our page is the link to join the Pick 6 competition. Get on Pick 6 games uh, and enter to win. Uh, all right, Dad, anything else in the NFL before we transition to college? No, like I said, it'll be an interesting, you know, week two. Again, I think it's going to be, you know, a, a real year for parity again. And it's going to be a couple couple weeks before we see, you know, where everything's going to shake out. But um, a lot of fun games to watch this week. And, again, you know, being Packer fans, boy, it went well last week. So we've had a good week this week, and hopefully it'll continue for a little bit. On to college football. Uh, the schedule makers did not help us out this week. In week three of the college football season, there is not a single top 25 matchup uh, where two ranked teams go up against each other. Uh, Tennessee-Florida is always a game that we as Tennessee fans look forward to. And uh, home opener for EKU this week as the Colonel face Western Carolina uh, and, uh, of course, the news broke on Tuesday morning uh, that Coach Roy Kidd, the legendary EKU football coach, passed away at the age of 91. And so there's a lot of emotions running around the EKU facilities these days as well. I'll be putting out a preview article on EKU Western Carolina, hopefully tomorrow or Friday. Uh, but we talked about the game on Monday's episode of the Sports Stove Local Hour, if you want to go back and listen to that. Dad, are there any games this weekend that you're excited about? Well, like I said, you got the Tennessee-Florida game, important game for Tennessee. Um, as I looked at it, there's a few, not, not, like I said, not two ranked teams. Um, will LSU, will they rebound and they're at Mississippi State? So that could be uh, interesting there. Washington, I think, who's going to have a good team. Uh, they're at, they're on the road against Michigan State. But they shouldn't have any trouble. We'll see. And again, um, if I look for one to kind of be a spoiler alert, maybe um, I'd pay attention to the Minnesota game at North Carolina. I think Minnesota could give them a little bit of trouble. North Carolina, to me, hasn't started out great. Um, so those would be fun games to watch. But like you said, there's no no big game like there was last week with the Alabama-Texas game. And that was quite a game. Yeah, and actually Minnesota-North Carolina is the game that I was looking at as well as a possible kind of upset alert. App State took North Carolina to two overtimes. Uh, South Carolina uh, lost to them 31-17. So uh, Minnesota's 2-0. Now, granted, they played Eastern Michigan and Nebraska, uh, but still, and they barely survived Nebraska, by the way. Uh, that was week one. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the game that I've got my eyes on as well as far as upset alert kind of things go. Um, 
Michigan State, I think they're they're in so much trouble right now off the field. That's not going to help yeah. them uh, this weekend for sure as well. And then uh, let's see here. Yeah, that's really it. I mean, there's, there's there's very little excitement as far as the top teams in the nation go this week. Uh, we can pull up the SEC and see what's going on over there. Um, I mean, Vanderbilt and UNLV could be a good game just because it's two stinky teams. Uh, but outside of that, there's there's very little excitement going into this week. Not a whole lot to watch. It doesn't seem like um, – going into this weekend. So find your favorite team, watch them, cheer them on, and uh, and go from there. Uh, I'm sure the TV networks aren't super excited about what's rolling out this weekend. But, hey, for us, Florida, Tennessee is always fun to watch, and hopefully uh, Tennessee can dominate. They're only six-and-a-half-point favorites. It's in the swamp, which in the past would worry me. Maybe I should be worried, but I'm not this year for Tennessee at Florida. All right, any surprisings in the rankings, Dad? Uh, you got Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Texas as your top four. Uh, USC, Ohio State, Penn State, Washington, Notre Dame, and Alabama is in your top ten. Should Alabama be in the top ten? Um, whether they should be or not, you know, they're <laughs> Alabama's never going to drop too far uh, unless they really, really get in trouble. Um, I don't know if they're a top 10 team or not, but, you know, they're still Alabama and they are still a good team. So, um, um, you know, we'll see. Probably not too much surprising this early in the rankings. Um, we'll see how good Florida State is, if they can hold up there in that position or not. The coaches' poll flips uh, Texas and Ohio State. They've got Ohio State four and Texas six, and they flip Tennessee and Notre Dame, taking Notre Dame from ninth to eleventh and Tennessee from eleventh to ninth as well. Everything else is identical, um, so that's interesting to me. Oregon, Utah, right, right there as well, as far as undefeated teams. But the only team with a loss in the top ten is Alabama, uh, actually in the top thirteen is Alabama. LSU is ranked 14 at 1-1. One and one. Everybody else undefeated uh, in the AP poll, of course, that is. So we'll keep an eye on that going forward um, and uh, keep everybody updated on that as well. Uh, any other news or things you want to discuss before we sign off today? Um, no, I don't think so. Like I said, we'll have a lot to talk about next week because of things with the NFL and probably going to be going into some better um, college games, and like I said, baseball keeps coming down to the end here. So, um, yeah, you know, exciting, exciting. Sports season's definitely here. Football's here, and um, that's all good. Yes, indeed. Uh, Sunday night, live at eight o'clock. Join me and Kevin for the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Uh, we will be getting you ready for the Fantasy Baseball Championship uh, on that program. And then Monday night, join the Sports Stove Local Hour. Ryan Jackson, KU defensive lineman, joins me every week there. And Wednesday night, me and Dad will be right back here, live and ready to go, talking NFL, college football, and Major League Baseball. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. Go visit RighteousFelon.com and get you some, <coughs> excuse me, some beef jerky. Use code BellyUp for 15% off your purchase. And make sure you tune in to our next program. Thanks for tuning in to the night's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.